Hi, this is Kyle Blakely, and you're listening to COS 23, The Mayor's Race. Today, we're doing two episodes, one with each of the two runoff candidates. This episode is my interview with Yemi Mobilade. Yemi finished first in the April 4th election with 29.8% of the vote and around 32,500 votes overall. He finished about 11,500 votes ahead of Wayne Williams, who received 19.2% of the vote. As of the April 15th reporting period, Yimmy's now raised $523,000, an increase of $114,000 since the last reporting period on March 31st. Yimmy has 927 unique donors compared to Wayne's 239 donors. To date, Yimmy spent $422,000, leaving just over $100,000 as the runoff gets started. Of note, Yimmy received $10,000 donations from High Valley Land Company and the O'Neill Group, both of which contributed $10,000 in the first round. Both companies were large donors to Sally Clark's campaign and to the independent expenditure campaign that spent about $400,000 attacking Wayne Williams in the first round. I hope you enjoy the episode. Yimmy, thanks for being here again. I Good to see you. Kyle, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I can't believe I'm back here with you. Hey, congratulations on the the first round. I mean, that, that's a, a a nice result for you. Yes, it was. It was. Um, it's exactly how we we hoped and predicted. And I say that because we we worked hard. Mm-hmm. I like to think of my team and I as the hardest working campaign out there. Nice. Yeah, it's it's obviously it's been a very well run campaign. Uh, just Thank you. All aspects of it. So. All aspect. Uh, one of the things I tell the team um, consistently, we, we got to fire at all cylinders to do this and to win. Everything has to be done. Every aspect has to be done well and with excellence. And I'm proud that we've done that. And by the way, that's what people should expect in terms of the future of their city. Nice. Yeah. You know, last time you were here, we spent a lot of time talking about issues and and leadership style and things like that. So I want to maybe cover some different topics today. Okay. Although some of those things may pop back up. Right. But I guess my first question is, uh, you know, you announced your campaign last year, so you got kind of a head start on it. But really, for campaigns like this, once we rolled into 2023, things start to ramp up. So you've right. had three or four months of really hard campaigning now. Right. What have you learned on the campaign trail? What do you feel like you know now that maybe <laughs> didn't know three months ago? This city is amazing. I mean, I knew that, but it's been just an incredible reminder. When you've knocked and your team, my team and I, we've, we, um, leading up to April 4th, we knocked on 20,000 doors. Nice. I attended 80 meet and greets. Yeah, I'm not kidding when I say we're the hardest working <laughs> campaign. Um, I've learned that we have such great people in this community. They they want to care for the families. Um, they want to care for the city. And they just want a leader in government that they can trust. So it's been it's been a firm it's been a real it's been a reminder of the goodness of the people that live in this city and why I chose to call Colorado Springs home. Great. Yeah. You have had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people in the community, a lot Absolutely, of Absolutely, right. I'm just curious, is there any issue that you may have changed your mind on or tweaked your opinion of or 
altered your thinking on in some way after out being talking to the voters? I'm just curious. No, I, I, I will answer it two ways. Um, maybe I said this the last time I was here. Um, the questions are still the same. Is my neighborhood safe? Is my family safe? Um, can I, number two, can I afford to live in this city? Number three, do we have the infrastructure to keep up with the, the fast growth of this city? And that's why I'm running on those three issues, on public safety, um, economic vitality, and our infrastructure. So that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. I, in fact, that's, um, those are the priorities that will shape how I lead as mayor, and those are the priorities that will shape how I look at our 2024 budget because um, I get sworn in on June 6th, and instantly it's, we're in, in budget season. So that's, that's just a side point. But to answer the other part, of, the second part of answering your question is – Public safety, uh, I would say I, I've always heard that, but I feel like that is the number one issue. It's been confirmed that that's on the top of our minds of of um, um, of every household in this in this city, and yeah. mine included. It is, yeah. Good. Well, I'm just always curious. I the campaign trail is always an, an interesting effort, and uh, sounds like you might know a thing or two about it. You know, I never, <laughs> never as a candidate, but obviously working on campaigns and stuff, it's just always interesting. Knocking on that many doors, I know a couple of people who have walked for you, and mm. you know, have heard from them directly. You know, just public safety and the issues that when they're knocking on doors, what people are talking about I, and everything. So. I would tell you. Um, Dale Anderson, who is the chief of staff for Congressman Doug Lamborn, he and I met recently, and his um, one of the last things he said to me, I'll never, I'll never forget, um, in terms of even how the congressman engages people from other political parties, um, because he's a re- he's a Republican, and you know he goes, we engage Democrats, and he said, when we're successful, the, what they tell us is, we just want time and presence. And that's a gift of door knocking. That's a gift of um, meet and greets. It's spending time with people and humanizing our residents, regardless of what the political values are. And I'm proud that we've done that well. We've kicked ass at that. And um, it's important for our, our listeners to know that these things that I'm doing in campaign, it's not just a good campaign strategy to win. It's good governance. Yeah. And so I intend to continue that those type of behaviors and and strengths to engage our residents where they're at, to listen to them, to hear them, to have an exchange, a dialogue, exchange of information around our mutual desires to solve many of the problems and challenges in front of us. Back to your three issues a little bit, and one of them specifically. During what I always call it the first round, there's the first round and the runoff. And so during the first round, um, obviously I interviewed several of the candidates, went to a couple of the forums, listened to different things. Your issue of economic vitality is one that I felt like you probably talked about a little more than some of the other candidates. Okay, Obviously, public safety comes up with everybody. Homelessness comes up with everybody, a lot of those things. But economic vitality was something you, you seemed to focus on a little bit more. Tell me a little bit about what you feel like as mayor, what you can do to support economic vitality and uh, economic growth or, or expansion in Colorado Springs. Right, that's a, that's a great one, and it's, it's that one is near and dear to me because I I'm a, I'm a business leader. I started three businesses in this community. I provided job. I was an economic developer for 
um, a few years, both with the Chamber and Economic Development Corporation and with the city of Colorado Springs as the small business development administrator. So I've seen I've seen a few things. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've listened to the business community. I've met with um, so many business leaders. I've 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 listened to the workers, including my own team members. So I have a I have a I have a sense of what the needs are. And when we think, Kyle, when we think about the issues in front of us, um, okay, let's jump back to let's, let's jump back to um, public safety and crime. Okay. When we talk about crime, we talk about there's two aspects of it. There is responding to crime, but it's also preventing crime. So both aspects are really important. Yes, we need to add more police. Absolutely. And I want to help boost morale to reduce, um, to help with attrition. But when we talk about preventing crime, one of the ways to do that is get, provide an economic opportunity. It's all about the, having the right job to be able to pay for the things that you need, to be able to care for your family, to be able to remove some of those pain points, um, the reasons that often cause people to commit crime in the first place, to be able to take move us from idle hands to just being productive members of our community. So I see economic vitality as a way to solve so many of our challenges, including the fact that Times are hard. Yeah. You know, inflation and our, our money, everything is tight these days. So it's one of the areas I will be leaning on in the city, not just with the city's economic um, development division, but also in partnership with our many economic development organizations as they are doing the work today to move our city forward and enhance our economic vitality. You know, obviously Colorado Springs still pretty heavily reliant on the the military yeah. industry um you know we've made inroads over the last few years in aerospace and and cybersecurity and things like that are there any other industry sectors that you see out there that you think might be right. opportunities for the community. Now you're talking about uh, diversifying our tax base. Yes. Well said. Well done. Except um, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think of that that wisdom almost like you diversify one's um, one's personal investment in the yeah. portfolio. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, the beauty of our, uh, of our military economy is that it helps with those efforts. Because when we talk about um, military, it's military proper, but it's also all the activities around the defense economy. So we're talking space, aerospace, and cybersecurity. Those itself help to diversify our economy. They collectively account for about 44% of our GDP. And there's more opportunities. You know, you have many many of our military personnel that have separated retired and have decided to choose to stay in this in this city and many of them are a prime candidates and and workers for um, many of the jobs in our city as well as to start new businesses Um, when you look at some of the successful businesses in our community they were started by people that were in the military so I think I would like as mayor I would like to lean into that excuse me a little bit more. There's such a great opportunity with our defense economy. I, I support the work that Jana um, at the Chamber of EDC, the, the president and CEO, as they're trying to take a fresh look at our industry clusters just to make sure the industry, so sports economy, you yep. know, medical, which is an industry my wife is um, part of, um, the scientific and scientific and tech. Are these still the industry clusters that we should be leaning into? But currently, those are some of our top ones. And I'm really confident that we are we are um, headed the right direction. 
Good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, Chamber does an incredible job. Yes, so. they do. I'm a little biased because I worked I worked there too. So those are those are my peeps. And one of the things I'll tell you, um, um, I because I believe in some, you know, so, so there needs to be limited governments. Um, Influence needs to be limited. Um, things need to be done at the most local level as possible. While I will have an economic de- development division, the work of economic development proper um, can be done better by entities like the Chamber and EDC and the Black Chamber and the Women's Chamber yeah. and the Hispanic Chamber and the Asian Chamber. Catalyst Campus and Exponential Impact and Thrive Network doing the work of economic development, and I fully intend to support them. So a lot of times when people get elected, you hear, my first 100 days, this is what, <laughs> I, this is what I'm going to get done. And, and I know you've got your key issues that you right. want to focus on, but have you given any thought to the day you hit the ground running, kind of what are going to be the things that you're trying to get right. done you know, the first couple of weeks, the first couple of months, those first hundred days? Absolutely. I have a love-hate relationship with that question uh, <laughs> because there's wisdom in the first hundred days, but I feel like it's, it's um, you know, in the world of politics, it kind of sounds sexy. Yeah. My first hundred days. Um, <laughs> it's, I have four years. Um, yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, even though I've worked in city uh, admin for three years, there's a lot I still want to learn. Yeah. I am poised to assume that role from day one because I would be going back, Kyle, I'll be going back to the floor, the same floor. My office was five offices away from Mayor John Souther's office. I'd be going back to the same floor, the same place. I understand the inner workings. I understand uh, the players. I am poised to take over that role from day one. So the first hundred days, um, first things first is, um, in fact, I'm, I'm dreaming about June 6th. <laughs> Uh, you know, what happens after swearing in, after inauguration. I've actually started to reach out to some of the area um, elected officials, like the mayor of Monument, the chief of police of Fountain, the mayor of um, the mayor of Fountain, um, our state legislators, um, our Congress people. I want to get all of us together on the same page and say, I fully intend to work with all of you for the half a million people that I serve. It's a new day in Colorado Springs my commercial that just came out. It's a new day in Colorado, in Colorado Springs. And by the way, that commercial is a nod to President Reagan's commercial in 1984, <laughs> if people understand the connection. But so that's one of the first things I would do. It's stakeholder engagement, both with our elected officials and the community. Yeah. Mayor John Southers um, has uh, is putting together a transition um, plan, a packet of information nice. that will be ready. Um, I met with him this morning. It will be ready um, as early as May 1st. And I want to get my hands on that as soon as possible. Kaya, I'll tell you that I'm actually meeting with all the city directors. Um, right now, I'm meeting with all the city council members. I have meetings scheduled. I want, I'm getting my head around the job so that it's a smooth transition because our residents need that transition to be smooth. And then um, number two is it's budget season. According to the city charter, by um, by June 30th, the mayor is supposed to be reporting out to the residents the state of the current budget, so the 2023 budget. So you will be hearing from me. Maybe it's through a podcast similar to this, but I need to be getting getting the word out to um, let people know where we're at. And then in July, we hit the 2024 budget season um, as well. So it's quick. Yeah, it is quick. Um, so part of the meetings with all these directors are um, what are city priorities? Yeah. What are we? What are we? What? What? Where are our needs? 
And then the third aspect too, and this goes to stakeholder engagement, it's the community. I need to engage the residents of our city to ensure that their voices are being represented in the way I am leading and in the budget priorities as well. One of the other issues I wanted to ask about, because this is this has actually kind of come up since obviously our last conversation here, just almost like within the last few weeks, it's kind of risen to the top of a critical issue in the Springs. The governor has been pushing through a land use bill that could significantly impact the way communities do zoning, build housing units right. uh, of different kinds. What's your take on this issue? And and I mean, again, if it if it does get passed, what do you feel like is going to be the impact, or is Colorado Springs, being a home rule city, going to be able to avoid it? Um, first of all, um, I, I have not spoken with the governor. Yeah, and I'm frustrated with that bill. Um, I've said in the campaign trail that I I want to protect my city from Washington D.C. <laughs> Looks like I need to protect my city from state capital as well. Um, Kyle, we went through a three-year process um, of our own rezoning laws. It's called Retool COS. That helps address some of the affordable housing challenges that we are experiencing as a city. I understand the governor's intent, but I wish we we were asked, what are you doing? And it feels like an assumption was made that nothing is going on. We're still working out. We spent three years to do this rezone our city, and we're still working out these fleshing out these um, these uh, flex zoning and 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 the residents that are concerned about it, and I shared some of their concerns in terms of does this impact the the my the character of my neighborhood. We haven't even we haven't we haven't even like fleshed out our own zoning laws, and now this yeah is coming down the pipeline. I I don't see anything good right now for my community, and we're a home rule city. Yeah, that. Those boundaries need to be respected. I am for um, collaboration. I am for working with the state and how we achieve um, these goals. But this new mandate, I have great concerns about it. I I I, I foresee a lot of lawsuits yeah. Um, happening. Yeah, that's kind of my take on yeah. it, which could tie it up for years. Probably could tie it up for years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I share the same concern as many of our residents around that as well. Yeah. yeah. The next question, and I, and I don't know. I mean, I know you you worked for the city. Like you said, you were five doors down from the mayor. How do you feel like you will, you might lead differently than the current administration? Right. Is there anything, or, or maybe even both things, what do you see in the current administration that you're like, yeah, that's, we need to keep doing that? Or Absolutely. Or kind of how I would lead differently? I've told some of my team members, there's two things I normally say. I would say um, I... I'm channeling my inner Abraham Lincoln. Nice. Um, Abraham Lincoln is a hero of mine. Um, I I share the same similar type of leadership design, and what that means is a third way, a third way. Yes, we're we're uh, offering these solutions are this or this or this against this. It's like no, there's a third way. The other phrase to have used is my inner John Southers, <laughs> and what that means is that I'm, I understand what this job demands. And I'm cutting through some of the political noise, and here's the right decision. That I love his um, just his confidence yeah. in being able to say this is what needs to be done, regardless of the of the cost or the consequences. 
of that decision. This is the right decision for our city. Now, what I would do differently was the biggest opportunity in getting to that place where you're confident about the right decision. We need to elevate the voices of our residents. A mayor that welcomes public participation even more than we've done. Before this podcast started, we were dreaming about what it looked like for me to come back to report out to the residents of, um, here's what's going on. Yeah. These are things that we will, that I would do better. Um, fire, fireside chats, um, the experience of right now being in people's living rooms and talking to residents and neighborhoods and this exchange and dialogue. Um, town halls will be a part of my administration. Business walks. It's an economic development strategy where you actually walk through um, areas and commercial areas and you meet business owners and workers and you begin to hear what the needs are. Um, so I will be a mayor that is very present, shows up, and welcomes feedback. And that will help shape those decisions around my inner John Southers. Nice. Yeah. So obviously you get elected, you you get sworn in. You've got to kind of start to look at your team that you're going to have around you. Right. And I, I'm just curious, have you given any thought to who you might have – Hire for your chief of staff. I, if I got if I got uh, even a dollar for every time people ask me that question, man, I'd be a, I'd be a rich person. Well, uh, <laughs> the 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 heart of that question is is a great one. We want to know that you are surrounding yourself with the best. I welcome that question. I I will tell you that that's that's been on my mind for the last year. That's not just because I'm in a runoff situation and we're four weeks out from election day, but um, I have several candidates on the list. I will be looking at internal candidates um, that are great. Um, I will also be looking at external candidates as well, just to make sure that I'm giving due, I'm doing due diligence, yeah. and and ensuring knowing that I've I've done my research around who's best for that role. Uh, what I'll say to the community is, know that this would be a leader that understands the issue and a leader that complements my skill sets as well. Um, I'm also confident with this transition um, as opposed to the last strong mayor transition because many of the directors that are there currently, I've worked with them Yeah, and I know them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I just had to ask. No, it's a, it's a, it's a fair <laughs> question. And I would, I would add that the, the mayor's wing is, um, it's a very important wing because it's not only the chief of staff. If it's uh, there's one or two roles that uh, that are called special assist assistants to the mayor, who represent the mayor to the military community and beyond, Olympic City USA and some of those other efforts. So those those roles are equally important to me because yeah. they they're representing me in this city as well as my admins. Um, they're representing me as well because people are reaching out to. The mayor and these people are responding to these inquiries. So know that I am building um, a list of, of just badass, talented <laughs> people. And the proof is in the pudding. If people ever wonder, what's Yemen's leadership look like? Look at my campaign yeah. and my campaign infrastructure and look at the things I've done. It's I've consistently brought the best people around the table. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Throughout the campaign, and obviously uh, I'm going to be interviewing your opponent as well and asking him this same question slightly different though <laughs> um the only question i've ever heard about you 
is experience, obviously. Right. How do you look at that? I mean, obviously, a ton of the people that ran in the first round were previously elected officials. You haven't run for pro- elected office before. So people look at it in terms of experience from that standpoint, right. from mm-hmm. being elected. How do you answer that? I think the public is answering that. Um, the public defines experience, too. Um, I think the misnomer is that ballot experience translates to leadership. I think the public is saying that's not true. Um, President Reagan was a great example of a strong leader who had never run for governor of California, and people dismissed him because you don't have experience. Code for you don't have ballot experience. And he came to show that a solutions-driven approach to governance does not require ballot experience but the ability to bring the best people around the table to solve some of the city's toughest problems. And when you talk about experience, that is my experience. And that's what people want from a mayor. Because I love you. Try bringing a hundred churches and diverse faith traditions together to agree on while we may differ Mm -hmm. in traditions and styles and doctrines, we can unite around the mutual flourishing of our city. And this Saturday, City Serve Day, Spring City Serve Day, so I'm putting a plug. It's not too late to sign up to serve your city. <laughs> we deploy thousands of people. Um, take a look at my work in government to bring the government factions of our community, city, its utilities, its regional building, its county, and all these entities under one platform. It's called Permit Partner. Check it out so that citizen can get access to the information, the permit information from one platform, one-stop shop. It's in, even with our school district, bringing about 10 school districts to solve the problem around workforce engagement from K to 12 with employers. That entity is called the Pikes Peak Business and Education Alliance. It's my own business experience of of um, starting three businesses and hiring people and sometimes having to fire people and my own business challenges of being a person in the arena and bouncing back up and um, even this morning having conversations about how do we cut the fat even more? How do we streamline things? Uh, that is the experience our city is saying we want. The ability to get shit done. Um, not just government experience. I, I think America is done with that type of experience. If, if you haven't seen why President Trump became president, it's because of that. Or Barack Obama became president. Even yeah. they were both accused of, you don't have experience. America said, that's not how we translate experience. And I, and I feel like Colorado Springs is saying the same thing too. Good. How do you, and I, I'm guessing you've probably been asked this question since we know who the two finalists are. <laughs> how do you separate yourself from Wayne? Where do you feel like you guys, you're different more the person for the job right i that's a great one i i've been called the people's mayor my campaign has been powered by the people i think i believe i'm i'm relatable i think um people trust my intent for running people believe i'm doing it for for the sake for public service Kyle, I have turned down some pretty incredible opportunities. Well-paying, no stress. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had to make some sacrifices um, as a family. People believe and trust why I'm doing this. 
um, not because I'm looking for another, just um, political feather um, in my, you know, that feather in my hat. Um, I'm different in that, in that sense. And the proof is in the pudding where you look at my campaign infrastructure and the way you see the, the contrast. I, I, when we were 12, the contrast was there. Yeah. But now it's even more stark. When you when you see that, I'm almost at a thousand unique donors, I'm almost at fifteen hundred donations. In contrast to Wayne, who's a man I respect, he's at three hundred uh, mid th- um, three hundred plus um, unique donors. When you see the last campaign um, finance filing, ninety four percent of my donations were from Colorado Springs. Only 34% of his were from Colorado Springs. Interesting. Um, that, is a, that is a sharp contrast. I yep. am a, I'm a leader for this people. I have, I have served this community over and over. I have consistently elevated our residents to economic security and, um, and mobility. And Wayne also has done it, but he's done it mostly from a political landscape and I think our, our city is asking for a true leader of the people. I will end with this. I, I ran into a leader um, that used to work for a very top leader in, in this community. He's retired now. And he yelled at me from across the parking lot. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I went to talk to him and he said, so proud you're doing this. The words out of his mouth really shocked me. He said, Colorado Springs does not need another career politician. We need a leader like you who has a heart for the city. I looked at this leader assuming, I'm like, really? That I just assumed that he would be yeah. supporting Wayne, and that just blew me away. That is, if I could summarize yeah. that, um, that contrast, that's it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question. I was going to ask. How many more questions do you have, Kyle? Oh, I've got three or yeah, four I'm just here. kidding. <laughs> I've got three or four here. Who is somebody who's supporting you that might have surprised you? Oh. You didn't expect it. Um, could be more than one person, but who's somebody that we might know that that has endorsed you or supporting you that you were you were surprised? No, surprised. That's a great one. I First of all, I want to mention how the cross-section of support has been surprising and humbling. Um, my, my, in fact, I'm, I'm proud of the coalition we've built that transcends um, party politics. When you look at my, my two leads of my campaign, um, my chief political strategist, my campaign manager who's sitting right here, my campaign manager is a Republican, my chief political strategist is a Democrat. Yeah. So I use that example as the surprising of the cross-correlation of, of people that are surprising me. They're made up of conservatives, um, progressive and independent, but um, somebody that has supported me and he's given me permission to use his name is um, Sheriff Elder. Nice. Yeah, Sheriff Elder. He's done, um, and um, he is, you know. So what? What I, what I know and believe many of these leaders like about me is I. I don't just call to ask for an endorsement. I call to ask for wisdom. Yeah. Hey, let's talk public safety. Let's talk humanizing a badge. Let's talk um, the opportunities in front of us. Um, 
that's why they supported me. Others, um, Deputy Chief, um, the retired Deputy Chief of Police, Pat Rigdon, mm-hmm. um, Ted Coles, um, the, the, the retired Chief of Fire Chief, um, Elaine Knight, who is um, married to Don Knight's wife. And, um, she's the wife of Don Knight, former city council. Former city council, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she is one of the first um, general, um, generals in the Air Force. She's. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, That's great. She's. Um, she's given me a. Um, she's given me a strong endorsement. Um, she understands leadership, and sees that in me. Um, yeah, it's been a. It's been a wonderful. It's been a wonderful cross section of of just leaders, and it's growing. Yeah. It's it's it truly is growing. Um, Amy Folsom. Amy Folsom is the. Is a former um, county administrator mm-hmm. for for up El Paso County. She's given me uh, a strong endorsement, and the list goes on and on and on. Nice. Again, Colorado Springs is choosing yeah. the next mayor. So first round, you got 32,000 votes, 29.2% of the vote, I think, something like that. If the same number of people run or vote in the runoff, you're going to need about 55,000 votes right to win right where so another, do you another 25 where do you feel like those other 23,000 might come from can you share any strategies that you guys <laughs> I are was just about at to say or? you're asking campaign strategy so <laughs> I you know as a person who's done that I'm always curious I realize right it's a numbers might, game you it's might, a numbers game and marketing game you might not I might have to wait until after May 16th <laughs> and have Nikki and Anthony come on and you talk, should talk a little bit about it. But I'm just curious, is there anything you can share? Where do you feel like the additional votes might come from? I, uh, I'll start with your last comment. I think it would be fun to <laughs> you have to invite me because yeah. uh, I, I do think um, we have we've changed the landscape in a great way, in a beautiful way. And that story needs to be told of what it looks like to run a campaign that really connects with people. Uh, with regards to strategy, I know this may this this may sound too simplistic. We're doing the same things that we've been doing. We've never been a typical campaign. We've never been just the same old. We are running a different kind of campaign. I'm a different kind of candidate, and what that means is I'm I'm a leader for the people. Um, I will work my ass off to connect with people. You should see the schedule. Because um, I meant it at that first commercial after April 4th. To those of you that voted for me, thank you. To those of you that voted for another candidate, I want to earn your vote. And I don't know why that's making me emotional, but I, I, really, I really do feel like I do need to spend time with our residents. And um, I need to make a case. They need to get to know me. Um, there's a lot of rhetoric out there about Yemi. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> Um, I want to spend time with these residents. I want them to ask the questions as um, no question is off limit and just be able to connect with them to connect with the, with the potentially the next mayor. And so that's that some of that strategy is the same is to work hard is to connect with people is to make a case um, with the other 25,000 that we need. And honestly, we're seeing fruit from that. I've done some meet and greets now where people would speak up and say, I didn't vote for you the first round. I love that. Yeah. I love the ones that are honest enough to say that. It makes me wonder who else <laughs> is yeah. in the room. That, But I love hearing that. 
And then by the end of the meet and greet, they come up to me and say, I'm voting for you. And I'm spreading the word. That's how, this is not just how you win an election. This is how you lead a city. We are representative of the people. That's what I love about American democracy. I get to represent the people. So that strategy is being present with the people that I get to represent. Bottom line. Okay. Who's a politician you most admire? Um, I've mentioned uh, one of them, Abe, Abe, Abe. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really obsessed with him because of his leadership. Um, I know we we talk about disunity. We talk about partisan politics. We we talk about how hard it is. This was not the first time our country has been through this in the mid-1800s. We didn't know if we would make it. And Abraham Lincoln's ability to hold the union together and put in front of us a bigger vision um, and his courage around that is inspiring. Um, for me, President Reagan is another one. Um, I love his story of the outsider coming in. Uh, one of in in one of his um, when people say you don't have any experience in government, he said, "Good, I get to approach all the issues with fresh eyes." So to all our residents listening, who perhaps you may say to to well, folks in the West Side especially who may say, "We've made some decisions that." We're not quite sure it's the right decision. Do we need? Um, do we really need that simulation around evacuations and some of the traffic simulations in the case of a um, wildfire? What what I what I can tell you is that I get to look at all those things with fresh eyes. Yeah, you don't have a candidate that's beholden to any special interest. It's why I have run this campaign that is powered by the neighborhoods of Colorado Springs. It's why my donation comes from. It's uh, the average is in a, it's three hundred um, and and Wayne it's 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 two two thousand. Yeah. Um, I'm not beholden to any special interest group, so it gives me the ability to look at some of those issues like Reagan did, with fresh eyes. So I appreciate Reagan's ability to look at things with fresh eyes, his strong leadership, and his ability to bring the right people around the table. I always say I, I bring a lot to the table. Um, I'm a quick learner. I'm a hard worker. I make good decisions but at the same time I don't want to be the smartest person in the room I want people that are smarter than me to be at the table and that's what the residents of Colorado Springs can expect from my leadership election day is four weeks from yesterday can you believe it what's coming up over the next four weeks that you might want folks to know about or and also just again I'll give you an open mic here for uh, any final comments you want to make Uh, thank you and your ballots drop as early as Monday. Isn't that bizarre? Wow. Yeah, as early as Monday. That week, I was told by the city clerk it could be as early as Monday. Um, friends, it's um, it's been an incredible ride. Um, I know that 30% on ballot day, it's, it's not just my story. It's the story of Colorado Springs. It's the story that it's the hunger that this f- city's feeling Kyle, if I got money for every time somebody said, or any leader or resident said, thank you for putting a message in front of us that is one of optimism and one that is inspiring. Our city is hungry for that optimism and that inspiration. And it's with that inspiration we can solve the problems ahead of us that we can take on our public safety realities. And I know we we didn't really dive into that because we did the last time um but i'm so excited to 
take on some of those challenges with your help, Colorado Springs. Um, we can humanize the badge and we can, I will be that bridge between law enforcement to the community. And with your help, we can take on our water issues as we are thinking about, gosh, our, our resources are limited. How do we consider growth? With your help, I, I, we can take on our economic vita vitality opportunities uh, because I am for you. I am representing you. I'm not beholden to anybody. Actually, I am beholden to anybody, to people. It's, a, it's the residents of Colorado Springs. And so I, in this last four weeks, I, I know if, um, for some, they may not know me. Um, we have some debates coming up. First one is on Friday um, at the Rotary. Then there's another one on Monday at the End Center with Pikes Peak United Way. I ask that you come here, come some of my specific policy points, what I want to do. Come learn more about my, my leadership. We are going to have a couple of uh, meet and greets. Many of them are private, but we will have a couple of public meet and greets, is what I meant to say. Yeah. I'd love to meet you there. Yemiformayor.com is my website, or voteforyemi.com for anything and everything you need to know about me. Um, including making a donation, which I'm still taking. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to know about my my values, because I'm an unaffiliated, and people are going, what does that mean? Are you a Democrat or you're a Republican? I, um, it's in there. My philosophy of governance. If you want to know what I'm running on, it's in there. If you want to see my resume and the things that I've accomplished in this community that I'm proud of, I met a lady at my business. She went, you don't know me, but I went on your website. You have done a lot. Wow, I trust you. I'm voting for you. If you want to learn more about that, my story, it's all on the website. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do that through my website, yemiformayor.com. I ask for your vote as we usher Colorado Springs into this city that I'm convinced the world will look at us and say, wow, we want to be like Colorado Springs. That is a big, hairy, audacious vision I have for this city, that we become an inclusive, culturally rich Economic, pro economically prosperous, safe, and vibrant city on a hill that shines brightly. Nice. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming thank in Thank you today. for having me. It's a joy. You make this easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I've really enjoyed this conversation and our, our first one, too. So good luck over the next four weeks. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, vote. Even if you don't vote for me, just vote. Vote for your city. Vote for Colorado Springs. Thank you for listening to this episode of COS 23, the Mayor's Race podcast. This program is brought to you by Avant Strategies. Special thank you to producer Ted Robertson for help putting this program together. If you're interested in partnering with COS 23, the Mayor's Race podcast, you can reach out to me at kyle at avantstrategiesllc.com.